Bad Parenting with my host. Anaya Vogt. I'm a co-host. You're a host. I'm a co-host. We're, We're both, both co-hosts. co-hosts. <laughs> Let's start that again. Let's start that again. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you. We're already laughing. Welcome to Rad Parenting. <laughs> we, I am a co-host. My name is Joe Sib. I'm Anaya Vogue. And we're both here today to discuss having a unified front as parents. Yeah. And how important that is uh, to just raising kids. Absolutely. Can I give you a, uh, something that recently happened at my house? Please do. Okay, my wife and I are pretty much unified on everything that we do, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I feel really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I tend to yell to mm. make a point in the household. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel like it's the only way when you're in that, it's five to eight, we got to get everyone out the door, your shoes are there, I've asked you five times, put on the shoe! Like, I'm yeah. where are my pants? Where are you? They're your pants, not mine. <laughs> dad, dad, I need $5. Dad, dad, mm-hmm. I forgot my homework. Uh, and we're just rushing. Mm-hmm. And then what ends up happening is, I will yell, mm-hmm. not abusive, mm-hmm. you know, nothing yeah. crazy, but... You're Can't, raising your voice. And my wife will say, Joe, do you have to yell to make your point? And there's that's where we're not unified. And I will say this. I feel sometimes I have to yell to get people to do things that I need them to do in certain moments of parenting. Oh, okay. And so you're saying that that would be one example. That's one area that we're not we're, okay. unified on. Yeah. So on that particular example, it's, it's interesting. because So first of all, let's just start with saying that I feel very strongly, and I've seen it in my own life, uh, both as a child with parents who generally, even though it annoyed me some of the time, were almost always a unified front in terms of what my brother and I saw, which is really what we're talking about. We're not trying to say like, oh, you and your partner, in order for it to be a healthy marriage and good parents need to always get along and always be on the same page, that's absurd. Um, so, so, and then also as a parent, um, I've seen how important and how effective it is for our children when we are on a united front, especially as they go into adolescence, where if you are not on a united front, they are just going to play you. So, um, so yeah, super important in terms of sense of safety and all of that. In terms of yelling, I think that that's an interesting example um, and probably a good one to start with because it's not as heavy because it sounds like a difference, a communication difference, right? But nevertheless, um, I think that, you know, kids are, our kids in their homes are experiencing like a microcosm of the outside world. And the reality is they're going to deal with some people who get your attention or who they're responsive to because they speak in a firm tone and they raise their voice. And then there's going to be other people that they're going to respond to um, that, you know, tend to be more calm and quiet. In my household growing up, I think it was one of the tools that my parents used. Mm-hmm to get me to do what I want to do. Am I just going back to the toolbox, that analogy of using that to get them to do what I want to do? And and when my wife is able to talk to them in a different tone mm-hmm. and she still gets the same results. See, like I got to be honest with you. Yeah. She still gets the same results. Yeah. Is it that big of a deal that we're not unified on that? Well, I think that, you know, you have to look and see what your kids respond to. Because it's very likely that your son might respond really well to calm, quiet, and your daughter might respond really well to a firmer, louder tone. And so there's, there's benefits. And I also think that really what we're trying to do as parents is we're trying to set 
boundaries or guidelines for our kids. And so, I mean, I think as a rule, I mean, even I, who I have to admit, like I tend to be a yeller when I feel like I'm not being heard. And I'll say to my kids, like, why do you have to yell? Well, because I said it gently and quietly three times and you didn't budge. That just made me feel so much better that you're a yeller. Oh, totally. You know how many people listening to this show right now are like, Anaya yells. Yes. (laughs) Oh, oh yes, I do. Um, And it's, and and I don't like feeling out of control, which is when there's kind of like that edges cross where I'm like, okay, now I'm so pissed that I don't, I no longer feel like I'm in control and that's not what I want to, to model for them. And at that point, we all know that when the yelling gets that level that it's, it's, it's lost its purpose and it's just, it it also feeds into the chaos of of that moment I described when we first sat down of Five to eight, everyone's trying to get out the door. Right. And okay. so, but let's just take that example in terms of like, what do you do as as parents to continue to be on a united front? So being a united front with that example means, you know, your wife is not saying to you in that moment in front of your children, Joe, really? Like, you got to yell? What Wait. are you doing? Okay. She's not? No. Okay. Okay. Right now? We're not united then on that part because because <laughs> sometimes I I have we've been in the moment of trying to make these moments happen, getting out the front door, yep. going to baseball practice. Yep. Where's my basketball <laughs> uniform? Uh, and then we will have the conversation in front of them, and we do let th- they're seeing. Yep. Hey, these two people are not united. I've always thought it's almost better for them to ha- see us having that conversation. Are you? What, is I'm, that- I'm saying as a rule, whenever possible, those. You know, because I think it's really helpful. And I think this is part of being a couple, whether you have children or not. I think the part of the work that we want to do in a healthy relationship is is have a, a strong uh, foundation of trust and love. And then we're helping each other to be better. So if she came to you after when the kids are not there and said, Joe... I get that it's frustrating to deal with. There's lots going on in the morning. But honestly, it's like I think that they would respond better and it might be a better example to set in terms of how we want them to communicate out in the world if you weren't you know, losing it or yelling every time you want to get them to do something. Yeah. And then you could say, well, here's the deal. Like I tried three times speaking in a calm voice, if in fact that was the case. Two. I tried two. Okay. (laughs) And, And they were not responsive. And they also need to understand that when, you know, we're trying to get out the door and I'm, you know, the captain of the ship trying to get us out the door and into the car that they need to know when it's time to just like defer to me and move it. I'm going to throw this out there for the dads too. Um, when your partner, uh, and you are having these moments, how many times I know on my, on my side of the fence, mm-hmm. I will try to have these conversations of why aren't we unified in front yeah. of, of my kids? Double whammy. Yeah, okay. So what you're, okay, <laughs> no, cause I, I think sometimes maybe uh, at least in my part, I, I didn't, I will have these conversations right there in front of them yeah. thinking, like I just said, that that's the way they should see us doing that. Okay. So what you're almost saying too, what, gosh, what I just came to mind is it's like, if I was flying on an airplane, mm-hmm. and you know how the pilots like they come over the the loudspeaker yeah. and they tell us we're gonna fly at thirty three thousand feet, yeah. we're gonna be going to Chicago, yeah. we're gonna land in three hours. What you're saying is, if the other pilot said, "I don't know if I want to fly at thirty three thousand feet," why? I want to fly at twenty three, and they kept going That's back and right. forth. How would that make me feel? Perfect analogy. Like I'm not sure that we're gonna get there. Can somebody let me off the plane? And okay. that's the really important part of this is it's not just about parents modeling like effective communication skills or I- any of the other bits because we could talk about so many different examples. I mean, of course that's in there, 
we know we've talked before about being on stage and our kids having a front row seat. It's also about giving them a sense of safety that my parents, and I would go as far as like, even if you are separated or divorced, your obligation to those children, our obligation to our children, once we bring them into the world is to continue to be a united front as much of the time as possible, not only to be consistent, but in order to give them a sense of like, mom and dad have got me. Yeah. Right. And so on that example of like, you know, you know, my suggestion that your wife, after the kids are gone that afternoon, she calls you at work, whatever about this morning. I just wanted to, you know, tell you blah, blah, blah. We do the recap a lot. A lot of times we do the recap drop, you know, everyone goes their separate ways. And then, then my wife and I, uh, Karen, I will, will have the recap of like, Hey, how did this go? How did that go? Hey, by the way, yep. and we'll discuss something that went down. I got to re- can I rewind really quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in my situation, my household, I was I was dealing with adolescence. Mm-hmm. You know, I got an 11-year-old and mm-hmm. a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners that, you know, they have the 3-year-old, they mm-hmm. have the 2-year-old, maybe an infant. Yeah. Is is it as important when they're that young to be unified? Okay, no question. And I was actually just watching this video the other day that I mean I'd have heard this a variety of times. We've all sort of heard about like you know the first five years, blah blah blah. But what our children see and are imprinted with in the first five to six years of their lives will stay with them throughout. It, it is literally the foundation of who they are. It becomes their foundation, at their sense of no- normal, all of that. So it's essential. And so to have that sense of, you know, mom and dad, when they're dealing with me are, you know, they've got, they're, they're a united front. And then, but here's what I want to follow through. I'm wondering right now if all the listeners just had the feeling I had, like, oh my gosh, are you, the first five years? Because I, I remember reading that, how everything Mm -hmm. from an infant from the whole time Mm -hmm. is recorded. And Mm -hmm. that was the analogy. Imagine a recorder inside your son or daughter's head. And I think- if you realize that sooner than later, you realize how important it right. is to be unified like you're talking right. about. Also, everything else that's going on at that moment of raising your kids. Yeah. For, I mean, literally from the time they're in the... That's why I keep saying, from the time they're in the womb. Like, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you've not yet had children or they're still... Like, you're, you're pregnant right now... Perfect. Like, talk about the ultimate. This is one of the most important jobs we'll ever have. And to know as much as possible going in so that we're not undoing, we're still going to make mistakes, you know, and that's okay too. And to, to the point of your story, like, is, is it's not about, I think what you were saying is, well, sometimes we'll work it out in front of them and you've sort of approached that as, well, like this is part of being human. And there's definitely times for that. I would say the better time is that after you and your wife have talked about how maybe you could have done that better and she, from a loving, supportive place, says, here's how I think it would have gone up, gone better. Like I know our kids. Like, no, what, you know you're our saying, kids. what you're saying totally makes sense. Now, now that I'm looking back on it and hearing what you're saying is, if we do not show them that we're unified on uh, the, the responsibilities as parents yeah. when we're dealing with them in these moments, now's not the time for us to not show our unity when I'm yelling, hey, let's get out the door. The best way to do that from what I'm getting from you is, hey, two of you have a conversation later on. Yep. Sort it out. And yep. then if you want to come back and say, hey, man, hey, guys, you know how I yelled this morning? I was trying to get you all exactly. out the door and no one would listen to me. Um, Mom and I spoke about it. Check it out. I'm not going to yell like that anymore. Yep. But the night before, we got to get ready. We got to make right. the lunches then, which we always say we're going to make the lunches. And I want to know right now, email us, rad, radparenting at gmail.com. Do you make the lunches before? We Does anyone <laughs> actually do that? <laughs> Does anyone make oh, the lunch? Like, I, yeah, that's been an intention for a long time, and I just 
How many times, all the sidebar, I just find myself running into like a Starbucks to get like my my son will go to school and like his friends are like, oh, you drink coffee? He's like, no, I get cheese and crackers and, and an apple. Back to back to the the topic of what we're talking about. We're talking about unified front. Mom and dad being on the same uh, the same uh, the same unified ideas of everything that's going on. Uh, all of our partners out there being unified together uh, so that their children. I. I, I want to say feel the confidence to be, almost to believe in you. It, it's you're giving their those kids like, hey, I can count on these people because that's right. They're leading the charge. That's right. And I guess in the bedroom and at night or wherever, yes. uh, over a glass of wine, you can have the conversations to keep unified. That's right. Now, when they get into being adolescents, mm-hmm. come on, you know, my daughter can read me like a book. She knows when I'm. You know, you and mom aren't going to talk about that later. Let's have it right now. Right? How do you how do you keep the well? That, that's front? when it's that's so that's when it's going to get dicey. I believe that if you've demonstrated for the first ten years of her life that because that was the deal with my parents, mm. and let me tell you, it was annoying. I was like. Mm, it just made my life. You so couldn't much get him a break. No, there was just no way that I could ever even think about playing my dad against my mom or vice versa. And as annoying as that was, as a teenager, at the same time, it made me feel safe. It made me feel like they were they were okay. And again, I want to be really clear because I've said this before. That is not a uh, a push for people to like stay together no matter what. It is a plug for and a push for. You brought these children into the world, and when we make that choice, we have an obligation to them, you know, through, let's just say, at least till they're 18, for, for uh, as their parents, to continue to remain, like, working together for the, in the best interest of those children, to the greatest extent possible. Together, separated, divorced, whatever. You have your own personal issues with each other, you put them to the side when it comes to the best interest of those kids and working as a united front. I love that. And it's so true. And I realize it more and more each day as as I'm a father and my wife and I work with our kids that this job and that what we signed on for isn't, you know, going to end at any time. When I'll still be a parent at 21 years old when they're there. Uh, I'll still be a parent when they're probably 30. Because yes, still, you, you know, hopefully yep. not saying, hey, we got to run out the front door together, get your jacket right. and your pants on, because right. that'd be weird having a 30 year old <laughs> still at home. And for the people that have a 30 year old still at home, we're cool with that. We get it. Uh, I will say this <laughs> sometimes with certain topics, mm. um, whether or not you're 100% unified on it, I think it's important that we also uh, express, because it's something that I'm thinking about, it's also mom and dad still have their opinions, correct? Yes. Mom and dad, you, mom could be a Raiders fan and dad's a 49ers fan. Right. That's going to be a tough household maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it's but, also... But what you're saying is is it's not, it's not that they can't disagree to... Di- they can't agree to disagree. Absolutely. Okay. In fact, again, there's another great opportunity when it comes to things like, oh, we have like, you know, differing ideas about sports or, you know, even when something comes up. I don't know why I use the sports analogy because we're not, it would be more of like, I would say, I would say originally when, uh, when I was raised, I was raised hundred percent Italian Catholic Yeah, and my wife wasn't. 
And I remember that was like a point of, she was like, I want to raise our kids with the opportunity to explore all different religions. Yep. And I was just so from the school of like, we're Catholics, we don't know why, we go to church, we don't <laughs> like it, and that's what we do. Yep. You know, I, was, I thought that's what you do. And then after being with my wife, she really opened my eyes yes. to like, hey, Catholic religion's awesome, and, and we, let's bring that into their life, but let's also explore uh, Buddhism. Yes. Let's, also, let's, let's also bring other aspects of all you know, different yeah. religions that we like mm-hmm. into our house. So that was a real eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. And at the point, what we're you know we, we've kind of become unified on, and at least in our household, um, different different ideas and thoughts yeah. are cool to bring into the household. Uh, exactly, and for them to see, so I as- guess we are unified. What? I'm doing. Okay, we're back right. to unified. We're back to unified. I'm doing something right. You no, know, and I think that when it comes to expressing ideas and have having differing thoughts, like what a rich opportunity for your kids, like at the dinner table or in the car on a drive to wherever, that that you're, you know, you might say, you know, well, I think, you know, such and such. Like I really liked this about being raised Catholic, and your and your wife says, you know, I get that. I totally get that. Here's what I really love about the idea of as you know, in your younger years, being able to explore as many different religions as possible. And then as an adult, as you get to know yourself, choosing the one that really speaks to your heart and soul. I mean, first of all, how do you, you Joe, the Catholic, deny that? Like, how do you like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, no, you should just go on autopilot and do whatever your parents did. You're never going to say that because she's made a really valid point and your children have witnessed a really thoughtful interaction that, that you'd want to demonstrate for them. You want to model that for them. So, so that's a whole other opportunity to like be united in the sense of like, this is how we speak respectfully to each other and we share ideas and we expand our views. Yeah. The most important thing that you, that I, because I've been taking notes as you've been talking about this is the number one thing that I feel all of us got to make sure we don't do is in front of our kids while we are in the moment of parenting, uh, not let them see us being unified. And later on, having those discussions yeah. amongst ourselves yeah. without our children present mm-hmm. to get on the same page as parents. And that's hard. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you because, uh, and I know that people are listening to the show right now are like, wow, that's really hard to do because I have certain feelings about the way I want to parent my kids. My wife has different feelings about the way that she wants to parent kids. And I see, I see some dads and, you know, and, and moms like, you know, argue and say, well, I'm not in, you know, that's the way he wants to do it. I disagree with him hundred percent. And now I understand how detrimental that can be mm-hmm. to the children that are sitting right in front of you. Yeah. And the plain analogy is so perfect. Because I'm good I think with that's the analogies, what, aren't I? You are, you are. <laughs> and I think that that's what we have to remember is that as much as there's that sort of, um, you know, our individual need, because as parents, we're human beings first, right? So we have this set of values and ideas and like, well, this is the way I need it to be and this is what I believe in. But you have to remember that when you bring children into the world with another person, that there's, I mean, great value in them being able to explore different ways of viewing the world that you as a couple, together or not, can... can um, make part of their reality and ultimately encourage them to do the work of finding their own path and incorporate those things as they make sense. And the other, again, I want to reiterate, the other thing is, is even, so be a united front, have a conversation if there needs to be a follow-up conversation where maybe somebody went off the rails. And then if there is an apology or an explanation or a conversation that either parent has to go back and have with the kids to be like, you know what? I'm human. Could have done that better. Here's why. That is another teachable moment. And that's when you do it. 
You don't just flush it, you know, put it under the under the carpet and and uh, be like, oh, yeah, that wasn't good. But hope it, hope they don't get too screwed up. Go back and 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 address it. Go back and address it. And the best thing you said right there is saying to your kids, "I'm not perfect." No, exactly, because it gives them permission to not be perfect. And as I always say with with my kids, hey, this is my first time. Being a dad, yeah. and this is your first time being a kid. Yeah, <laughs> let's try to make it all work. That's right. Rad parenting, united front. Thank you, Anaya, so much. My pleasure. Hey, and all of you guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. We've been getting reviews on iTunes, yes, which is awesome. So exciting. So exciting. Uh, also, if you have any ideas, questions, uh, anything you want to ask us, you can always email us at radparenting at gmail.com. See you guys all next week. I'm Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. Later.